What's going on, everybody? This is Black Men Sundays. I'm your host, Corey Sylvester Murray. We're talking about generational wealth. We're talking about finance. And of course, we're talking about business. It's a Black Man Sunday. Time to put all childish things away. I refuse to be the man I was yesterday. Gotta put my best and before we introduce today's guest, my man, Eric from Huntsville, Alabama, who do you have for our Black Men Sunday Spotlight? Hey, thanks a lot, Corey. Uh, today's Spotlight, we're going to uh, showcase someone who we all at one time or uses products or knows about who has. And this guy's by the, this brother's by the name of Edward G. Gardner. And uh, Mr. Gardner, who recently died earlier this past week at Chicago Home, he is the co-founder of one of history's most enduring black hair care products. Yet Garner would also cement his legacy as a devoted advocate of Chicago's African-American community. Now, Garner and his wife, Bettina, created what would become Soft Sheen Products out of their Westchesterfield home in Chicago, Southside, out of sheer necessity. While working as a teacher and administrator for Chicago public school systems and raising four children, Garner sold his hair care products on the side to make some extra money. Then it, what happened in 1964, he had an idea to develop his product. This is what he told Defender in a 2011 interview. Now he shopped his product to several beauticians across Chicago and discovered that they really liked it. Now, Adventist products would expand to become shampoos, conditioners, and relaxers, and it became staples in the African-American households nationwide. Then back in the 80s, there was a good chance that if you, if you ventured into a black home, you will find the soft seam products like Curl Free Curl, Let's Jam, Fritz Freeze, Sporting Ways, Wave Nouveau, or Ottoman Hair Care. And now through his manufacturing plant in 87th Street, Garner provided jobs for black people. Now, eventually, soft seam would have 400 employees and full year sales of $80 million, become the country's largest black owned beauty product company. That's my spotlight for today, Mr. Edward G. Carter. Now, Corey, back to you. Hey, man, that was a good spotlight today. Because now that I'm thinking about it, man, my whole, from I want to say from like 98 yeah. till about 2003, guess what? I think I wore a lot of sporting waves, man, for people that knew me. Yeah. I, always, I always had a do-rag on. You know, mm -hmm. I take that do-rag off. People was getting seasick because I had them waves. But hey, that was the sporting waves. And I moved to Tallahassee from Virginia. I'm like, man, because I went to FAMU, like the brother uh, we had on last week. And I'm like, oh, man. They don't just have the sporting waves pomade. They had like a sporting waves. It was like a like in a tube. It was already where you didn't have to like Mixed together. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't have to heat my hands up to activate right. it. I was like, oh, so yeah, and that was a good spotlight there, man. You took me back down memory lane, brother. Yeah, Vegas. Man. Hey man, how's the weather in Hunts Vegas, brother? Man, it's warm and beautiful, man. It's I think it's about 74, 75 degrees. It's a beautiful spring day. Oh, that's you it. Know? That's it, man. It's like 91 here in, in sunny Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I know, man. That's why I miss Florida, man, because, you know, you guys are always 20 degrees higher, you know, down there than it is here. So, exactly, but yeah, man. it's pretty day because it's been cold. So, hey, we welcome it. Exactly, man. Well, hey, thanks for that spotlight, my brother. Hey, thank you, man. Yes, sir. All right, let's go and introduce today's guest. We have the unlocker, Pastor Anthony Murray from Oasis Family Life Church in Atlanta, Georgia. This brother also is the author of Did God Tell You to Get Married? 
So, you know, we're talking about generational wealth. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about power. We're going to talk about relationships because it all ties. I know some of y'all like, we're going to talk about sex on a Sunday with a pastor, but it all ties into generational wealth. You're going to see how we do this. So first off, Pastor Anthony Murray from Atlanta, Georgia, a.k.a. The Unlocker. Welcome to Black Men Sundays, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm so glad to be here and I'm honored that you called and I can be a part of this. I'm serious. Thank you. Okay. Well, hey, hey, let's go on and get started, man. How do we establish generational wealth, but be able to do it in an effective way to get out of our comfort zone? That's a good question. Wealth is a mindset first. Wealth is a wealth is not dollars and cents. That's what most people are fooled with. Wealth is a mindset. It's a thinking. And so most people don't have wealth because they don't have the information. As a pastor, the Bible says that people perish for the lack of knowledge in the street. It says, look, don't hate the player, hate the game. If you don't know the rules, you don't eat. So we have to change how we think about money first. Like I, I asked people in the church one time, how many of y'all have studied money and how it works? Do you really know what money is and how it works? Money is anything with an exchange value. You are the money. That's the first mentality I had to get for myself coming up without money. I started my church with $1,500. 430 Beacon score. I had been in bankruptcy two years before that in Paulding County, 29 years old. How in the world did I do what I did? I had to think my way there. I had to think about it in that way. Does that make sense? Because we could talk geometric progression. We could talk geo economics. That's all nice. But the truth is, especially black people, we have to think at a higher level of consciousness when it comes to wealth building and generational wealth building and money. We got to stop being afraid of it. We got to know it. Half the stuff in this country we invented, but we ain't getting paid for it. So time is money. How much money do you think this is worth to me? How much time? I'm 46. I don't get it back. Time can be your friend or time can be your enemy. How does that relate to money? How much you get paid an hour? So you quantifying what you worth by an hour. I don't do that. I quantify what I'm worth by my destiny, by my plans. I'm going to leave millions and millions of dollars and power and authority in the earth to my children and grandchildren. That's a mentality. It's a mindset. And when you think in a certain way, do you believe that you draw what you think? I had to learn it not having nothing. That's why I said you called me. You didn't really call me, but you had a dream for a radio show. I had a dream for exposure. When I was ready and you was ready, the universe and God put us together. Because you don't have, you got a prosperity mindset, and I do too, which means whatever I get, don't mean if I hold it, that's my harvest. But whatever I release, that's the seed. That means me and you know the universe and God and us allow things to be attracted to us based on how we think. You started your church fifteen hundred dollars. We said a four thirty beacon score. First off, Great. how did you get your score up, and how did you? Because that fifteen hundred dollars had to go like that. So. How are you able to establish the church and grow it? By practicing what I preach. It was hard. I had to live the damn mindset. I had to literally say, I don't have no money, man. But most people think I don't have nothing. This is what I teach. God spoke to me and said, you got you. You the money. Anthony Murray. I wasn't the unlocker then. I was Anthony Murray, 29. And he said, you the money. So I went and got me some flyers, a box of flyers for 350 out of 1500, 5,000. And I put 5,000 flyers, me and my brother, on mailboxes and in people's hands. And before I know it, because I'm the money, the money started attracting to me. People started coming from everywhere. Then I started believing, like, oh, shoot. Man, I went from bankruptcy to, should I buy, I remember it was 2011. 
should we buy the Porsche cash or should I finance? That was an aggravating question in 2011. I started the church in 06. In 06, I had $1,500 in bad credit. In 2011, that the new Panamera, I bought it. We said, and I couldn't believe, I remember it's a defining moment. Should we spend, I think it was 80 or 90,000 cash for this Porsche or should we finance it? I couldn't have, I didn't have money or credit in 20, in 06, but I always was rich because I was rich in my mind. Rick Ross, uh, DJ Khaled, L listen to these cats. And another one, Puffy, Diddy, Love, all of these, all of these dimensions of this man ascending to this level of consciousness. And most of us black guys, half of us didn't have no daddy because of Jim Crow. Half of us didn't have a pastor because somebody criticized him. Like, like I got, I got one, two, three mega properties paid for. What kind of car I supposed to drive? A black man to say, you got, what kind of car do you drive to a $13 million building, $8 million property? What kind of car? See, we, we, we focus on that and not the principles of the car. So if I meet a guy in a Lambo, right? First time I seen a Lambo, I posted the other day that I like. So I'm thinking about it. When I get another car, it may be one I get. But when, before I could buy a car like that, I remember I would, I would meet guys with the Lambo and I would watch regular guys look at the engine and the hood, look at his shoes and his watch. They impressed with the car. I didn't care about the damn car. I asked the man, what thinking do you have to have, sir, to drive a car like this? I don't want to hear about the engine. I don't care about the custom seats. I don't care about any of this. What type of thinking do I have to have to have an automobile like this? That's my point. Most people, the Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. We just don't know better. I didn't know. I didn't know to do this. Buy some real estate. I'm going to give you this game. I charge for this. this I didn't know to use your credit or use a relationship. Buy you a little house somewhere. I don't care if it's in the woods for pennies. Get it fixed up. I don't care how long it take you. Put it for sale and watch what you make. Put a tenant in it. And I teach people how to do something one time and make money for a long time. What if you made 300 extra dollars a month because you made you did one thing in business and it pays you for four years, 300 a month? Real estate investments. Most most men, especially us that haven't been exposed, we just I, I remember a, I had a poverty mentality. I feel like my life was to pay bills. That was my life. I was supposed to get up every day just to pay this bill. So the bill started to be God and the bill started to be my destiny. And God said, you got a poverty mindset. You don't know how to think about it. You don't understand it. Why don't you shut up and study? And that's the part that most guys don't want to do. See, wealthy people hide secrets of money in difficulty. Most guys, like I do construction, I got construction company. I remember when I first started, the white dudes was like, you see, the problem is most of you black guys. And see, I didn't let it offend me. Most of you black guys, what you guys want to do is go through the work. See, they said, if you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. So I'm watching all these subs make 40, 50,000 a job. And I'm saying, you still broke. When if you study, you can go get a contract in the, at the government that they got to give you because it's a minority clause. For them, this big company to get a $100 million deal, they looking for somebody. And they can't hardly find black people to do it because they won't study. Won't study how? Won't study the money. You would rather be a damn handyman than to own a handyman company. You would rather work that job you hate working a forklift than to learn how to drive a, a bobcat on at night and make a thousand more dollars a week. And then half of y'all too lazy. You shouldn't have brought me on. You're too lazy. You're working out. You're getting pussy. You're doing this, then the third. But you ain't getting your money. You ain't getting your money. These women beating us. She beating you earning, coming home disrespecting you because you ain't getting no money.
I don't care if you in church. If you pray too much, you lack resources. I ain't, did you have to pray about coming on this Zoom? Lord, in the name of Jesus, can I please have the internet? You just paid the internet bill. People who pray too much lack resources. And God be like, see, I can't bless him. Jesus said it, the poor going to be with us always. And you, that's always making excuse about the white man. It ain't the white man for you. You lazy. You won't apply yourself. It ain't that people hate on you. You the most gifted man in the group, and you the laziest one in the group. I know this stuff piss you off, but it's true. And you wonder why you can't get respect. You know how you get it? By being a freaking man. And I ain't no woman. That's another thing. It's an assault on men, since you want me to talk. They trying to make us women. I'm not a woman. I'm a man. And it's the difference between a man and a woman. So when somebody say man up, it's not get mad, get big and fight. It's why don't you ascend to a higher level of consciousness? Jesus said, marvel not. You must be born again. What does that mean? Stop arguing with the fact, bro, that you can have more. You can have more, but you may have to put the drink down. I don't think it's a sin. I have me a drink and get a buzz. You might need to put it down. You, you might need to stop being a gym rat and be a bookworm for a year. And you, you might need to quit chasing them girls because I ain't never seen a cat get the money. You have to chase a chick. But I've seen a lot of cats chase the money hey, and never get any of it. Bro, God's got more for us, but I'm a, I'm a serious man. I ain't no here to make you happy and feel good. We men. Let them ladies do that. Let them tickle each other. I ain't coddling no man. Wow. Come on, man. Yeah, you okay. just listening, but I'm, I'm dead serious. I kind of want to stay on the finance side of it right now. You know, so you started the church with 1,500, 400 credit score. You know, obviously you made some money there, but how, how were you able to, like at that point, did you, were you renting the building? Did you own the building? And then from there on, um, at what, yeah, then from that point on, how were you um, able to own other properties in real estate? We leased the building because we was too, we was too young and we couldn't afford a property. So we leased it. And sometimes they make us feel like, and it's an old paradigm. If I got to own it and pay it out right, like grandma worked and grandma and granddad, and we, some of that you have to leave. I leased it because I had a white business mentor at that time. He was like, it's not how much it's worth. It's how much it's worth to you. What can you do with this? You can wait 50 years to own it, or you can lease it today. I leased it. And I remember it, it was $6,333 a month. And I said, oh my God, how am I going to pay this? But I trusted God. You, I took a risk. And I, and then about two years after that, show you how good God is. Then I was able to refinance it. I mean, to buy the building. But I had a good relationship with the guy who owned it. And see, that's another thing I try to tell guys. Sometimes it's not about how much money you have. It's about how you think. My thinking attracted to this man to me. And so we did business. We, we did business. The rest, you have to, they have to pay to come to my course. But we did business. And the church prospered, he prospered, and I did too. I'll tell you this, when, when we bought it from the man, he owned it outright for 25 years. You know what he told me? And he taught me, he said, you know what? A year later we met, him. he said, you know, I took this, I think it was a million five back then I bought it for. He said, I took that million five and I doubled it in 12 months. I said, can you please teach me how? He took 1.5 million and put it in his, I'll never forget it. <clears throat> I closed the deal. He put $1.5 million in his, in his pocket like this. So we still going to be, we still going to be, in other words, I'm, I did this because it's you. We still, man, I got more respect. He put it, I wanted to be like him. So every, let me tell you how I did it. This is the part that pe people may not want to do. Every Tuesday of every first Tuesday of the month or something like that, for eight years, we met at Ruby Tuesdays and he talked to my brain about money. 
eight years every month. That's how. It ain't no quick one, one size fits all. This is not a sprint when it comes to money and leaving generational blessings. This is a marathon. It's a lived out thing. And it's a lot of ways to make money. But one of the ways I want to talk about now, you can ask whatever you want. I'll talk about that too, is how do I make money and I don't have none? By being connected to somebody who do. How do I, how do I manage this money that I just got and I don't know what I'm doing? By being in a relationship and connected to someone who has experience. Most people get 50000 a year and get the big head and don't say, I'm going to talk to the $80,000 a year man and shut up and listen. See, I'm a man. I ask questions. I get around greatness and I'm going to ask a question and be quiet and listen. You ask how. This is how you make money when you don't have nothing. When your granddaddy didn't. I didn't have my dad. My dad's dad didn't leave us millions. We didn't have millions to start with like some of our counterparts. So how do we think about money versus other people? Some of us think about making money like other ethnicities when we can't do it like them. That ain't how many you can't. We got to be black. We got to make money while we black. We got we got to make money through racism and Jim Crow. We got to make we got to make money through a lot of other things. No, no other race have to do in this country. But the difference is with the right principles and laws applied to your life, you will make millions of dollars. And, and, and you and everybody can have more than enough. Everybody won't be a millionaire. It ain't all cracked up what you think. It's about having enough. It's about being a man that's able to have enough and be and have more than enough for your family and your life. That's peace, man. Mm, that's great information, man. And we, and as we're talking about generational wealth, you know, a lot of, you know, obviously it's a marathon, but what steps, obviously you said real estate investing, but what would you say besides that is important to establish generational wealth as a black man or a black woman? Doing what you love and using your gift. You've heard people say, do what you would do for free, but let me unlock it a little bit. Do what you would do for free. Do what you do that you that's your gift because your gift will make room for you. See, that's what makes you the money, like this radio show. Keep doing this. I don't I don't know. I'm going to research you, but keep going. I If I hadn't heard about you yet, it don't mean you ain't major, but I bet you I bet you, you keep going. You'll be a name the world knows. Everybody knows who Kanye West is, Michael Jackson. Keep going. That's the difference. Next time I see you, you might say, I just had to, we grew so big. I had, man, I had to go buy me a whole studio downtown. It then blew up so much. I got to have 60 employees because you're keeping, you're going to keep going. That's another thing that don't sound sexy and cool, make your money, but it's the ability to keep going and to not give up on your dream and to let your gift make room for you. That's what I'm doing while I'm talking. Somebody listening to me saying, whatever, uh, I don't like him. I don't like you either. I don't care. But somebody listening to me saying he right. I need to do better. I can have more. I can do this. It's a mindset to make money. As we're talking about, you know, we're talking about wealth. I want to uh, go to the relationship side because a lot of brothers are going to say, well, what does relationships have to do with generational wealth? I think relationships have everything to do with generational wealth. You know, um, you know, you were married for 23 years and then afterwards you had a divorce. So how are you able to regroup? And for the brothers that aren't married, that say, see, that's why I'm not even trying to get married because I don't want to have to go through a divorce. But as we're talking about generational wealth, I mean, that wife is an investment as well. Man, so that's right. That's right. Nothing balances a man out like a woman. Nothing. When you get the right woman in your life, everything goes up. You give the right woman a cardboard box, she make it a house. You get that chick a candle, she done, make, she done lit the whole place up. The right woman, 
in your life does matter. The Bible says when a man findeth a wife, he get favor with God. Two is better than one. That's the first point. I got a book you need to get that God tell you to get married. I wrote about it. The other thing is financially, it's easier with two. Not meaning she got to work in the way traditional women do or non-traditional. It just means two minds, two thoughts, two energies, two, two people that pray, two people, two, two people that need it, two people that believe, two people that'll fight. Now, on the other side, men are saying, I, I don't want to do it because sometimes it's a thankless situation. My divorce cost, cost me so much money, it's ridiculous. Only reason why I said it ain't cheap for the people because I'm Anthony Murray. But, but I get it. It's like, yo, it's a bad investment to marry the wrong woman. It is, brothers. I ain't going to lie. To marry the wrong chick, it's a bad investment. Trust me. And if she got kids you need to raise for her and she ain't the right woman, it's even a worse investment. So what do you do if you want to get married anyway and you ain't sure? Let me tell you something. Listen to me good. Because after I say this, you can't unhear it. And if you do it anyway, that's on you. Handle your business up front. You ain't got to be rich to have a prenup. See? Write it down up front. When we get divorced, if we get a divorce, in the event that we get a divorce, you can't have the house I paid for that my grandma had almost paid off that I finished. You can't have it. I wish I would have known at 19 to have in my marriage decree. What happens if we get out? We do it in business. If I lease the building, the lease is a contingent upon me doing my part. He says, you can rent my building for this much, but you've got to pay me this much money. I'm saying the building got to be in this condition every month because you own it. And then I'm going to pay. It's an it's a, it's a, it's a even exchange. It's a fair trade. The problem is if me or him don't keep our end of the bargain. That's why a lot of men are like, yo, I ain't getting married because it costs too much money. But if you marry the right woman, if you marry the right woman, man, you're going to make more money. It's just, let me, you want scripture since I'm a pastor? God says, out of everything Adam did, he said, I gave you dominion. You done named the animals. You walk with me in the cool of the day. Everything else got a pair. The birds, it's two of them. The sun got the moon. Everything got, a, got something else but you by yourself. Lay down, Adam. It's not good for man to be alone. Then he made that woman for her to be a helper to him. And we've left a lot of that. And that's why we got women that make more money than us. But they want to submit, but you too weak because you don't know your place with God. I don't care if I'm broke. If you're going to be with me, I lead us. And if you love me and believe in me enough, I, we'll never be broke again if I get the right woman. Not that she got to be rich, but just to give me a place of peace. Brothers, there's some women out here. I was married for two and a half decades almost. I've been single for four years. There's some good women out here that's ready for ready to be wives, but they keep meeting you like you are. What, like what? You know what I'm talking about, dog. Not on game. She see your potential, but you don't. She see your excellence and your brilliance, she believe in you, but you don't. When you get a woman that believe in you and you don't, and she speak life, it make me money. Woo! I don't think I can. Man, one time I tell you this, I said, I'm, I said, I ain't Superman. She said, yes, she is. I said, oh, I, I, that's all I needed. Everybody else said, you think you all that. You ain't you can't make it. What I'm, I needed, I needed encouragement to go out here and fight the lions and the bears. You know what she said? She said, yes, you are Superman. That's all I needed to fly. So the wealth in a relationship comes when you smart enough to pick the right woman. You want me to go deeper? You can't always pick a chick because she's fine. You want some Bible? The Bible says Leah was tender eyed. She was ugly. Rachel, if I remember her name right, was fine and beautiful. And my boy worked seven years for that bad chick. 
got in the bed with her, she couldn't even have him a baby. She wouldn't even sleep with him. She treated him like crap. He might he messing around and got ugly Leah. She turned beautiful. Leah gave him babies, a destiny, an inheritance. She produced offspring for him that, that could handle the blessing. But he had to get past what she looked like. I'm going to tell y'all, fellas, I, I can attract the baddest women in the world just like you. But sometimes ones that may not be as bad this way, when your eyes change, you can see this is, and you know men like that, like, why he with her? She made me better. Ain't going to kill nobody because she calmed me down. I want to go to work and punch my boss in the mouth and then crack him across the head with the butt of my gun in front of everybody. But my baby going to tell me, you bigger than that. That's money. I wrote it in this book, man. I'm telling you, brothers, get my book that God tell you to get married. It's on Amazon. It's crazy. I deal with it. Don't get married to the wrong woman. She'll have you broke. Don't sleep with her. Don't sleep with the wrong woman. You might not catch your STD. You might catch brokenness. Oh, I'm man, you beat me to it, man. You beat me. I was going to bring up the book. First off, where was the inspiration for, I mean, obviously you were the inspiration behind it, but what made you say, I'm going to write a book called, Did God Tell You to Get Married? Because I realized, man, and I'm going to go on say this to, oh, for the first time, I've been saved because I realized, I looked at my life and said, what am I doing to myself? And I'm putting it on God. Did God tell me to do this? And if he did, is he requiring me to stay? See, I went to therapy. And I, I said, I went to my therapist and the lady said, how old is your daughter? I said, she this age. He, she said, she was 15 years old last time you were here. Let me ask you a question. Does your God, this is how long I was going through it. She asked me, and I need to send her an offering. She says, does your God require you to allow people to treat you in this way? When she said that to me, dog, the therapy cost $265 an hour. Just being free saved me money. I know it don't look like it when you talk about a woman and money, but she unlocked me when she said, do you think God made you to let a woman treat you like that? Is that your destiny? Let me be honest, y'all. I wouldn't be right here if I had stayed. I wouldn't be talking to you about this. I wouldn't have this confidence, whatever it is that you like or don't like about me. I wouldn't have it if I, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't ascend it. And I most certainly wouldn't have no money because you know the wrong woman to spend your money wrong, steal your money. Anybody, anybody ever had a woman steal your money when you gave her everything? I wish I could see y'all face. Any man? Any man? Any man? What kind of woman steal your money when you give her everything? So that's a good question about a woman. You see how my mind don't think about, well, what if she make 50 grand a year? What if she, no. What if she just give you peace? Because you're going to make the money. What if she just give you, what if she just calm you down? Just to let you know, it's called Black Men Sundays, but when I do my analytics, 60% of our listeners are women, black women between the ages of 35 and 44. And what I hear all, all the time now is we're established, we're making good money now as sisters, but we're having to lower our quality for these brothers. Like I know sisters that are, the guy doesn't work. He's basically at home doing what he want to do off her dime. So for the sisters out there that are saying, listen, I make more than my boyfriend, than my husband, in some situations, it can be uncomfortable. I know brothers where the wives make more and they're doing great. But for a lot of brothers, I'm hearing saying, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable that my wife makes more than me. Or I'm uncomfortable trying to date this woman or even approach this sister because she makes way more than me. So what can I provide for her that she can't do for herself financially? And I'm hearing that a lot. That's dope. Well, I'll start with the last question. He can provide security, protection, wisdom, teaching. 
If I if I went broke today and you got me, baby, what you think I will have? You think I'm gonna stay down? You think I you think you think for one minute I'm gonna end up with less than what I did in 2011? You don't think I'm gonna be saying, do I want to buy this jet cash for 60 million or do I want to find? I'm serious. I'm gonna be somebody one day. And a lot of women skip over the lane. Let me talk to you if you're a woman. You skip over that cat who's studying, who who a little lame, he ain't in the street, he a little nerdy, but he the dude all the all the cool niggas with swag work for. He the dude that's gonna develop into a real man that's gonna be more handsome, that's gonna have himself together. But you look over him because you want the baller with the Rolex and and all this who gonna treat you like garbage. Number two, the other part of the question: men don't be men. If you find it, that's why you need to go back to church and get around strong pastors and not these old weak, soft dudes. That's you need to you need a leader. Every man, I got a leader. Every male, every man that don't have a man that can lead him and teach him, weaker than men that run in the pack. I run in the pack. I got a leader. I got a man in my life who will say, I need you need to you need to stand down, son. Yes, sir. His experience, son. You, nobody, son is an offense to me from a man that don't have no relationship. He the only man. Son, you need to stand down. You might need to be quiet right here. I'm going to shut up right now. I'm 46 because I run in the pack. I'm in safety in the pack. Weak dudes, no man, nobody can't tell them nothing. They blame everybody for their problems. Ladies, run from men like that. It's always somebody's fault. You can't marry him. He a loser. It's always somebody's reason. He don't want nothing. Lead, run from a man that lets you pay all the bills. Run from a man that's intimidated about how much money you make. Run from him. And fellas, I'm gonna be honest. Some of y'all don't need her yet. I wouldn't date a woman that had that had too much money, more money than me, and I couldn't handle her. You ain't ready. She might be a she might be out, out your lead. See, you gotta accept that, brothers. Some of these women out your lead. You can't handle her. She got money, she think different, and then and then some of them disrespectful. Let me let me say where I'm trying to go. Sum it up. Money is power, player. You can act like you want to act. Whoever got the money got the power in the relationship. And that's why old girl got to be trained by spiritual father to say, we know you got the money and the power, but he's still the king. And if you treat the king right and you add what you got with him, he'll blow it on up. Who going to protect it? Who going who gonna to preserve it? Who going who gonna to deal with the posterity but the man? The legacy come from the man. The anointing, you can say what you want. The anointing and the energy... For, for, for success and perpetual inheritance being lifted and given come from the man. You could say a, a woman don't really leave no inheritance. She can legally, but it comes from the spirit of a man. That's the truth. And we got to do better. And I'm going to say this. I don't know if y'all heard this dude, Kevin Samuels. I, I don't agree with everything he said, but I like a lot of stuff he said even more now that he died. I hate he died. He had the wrong audience, though. You know, he should have been talking to ladies. He should have been talking to us. He should have been saying, all the men need to man up. Your woman can't respect. I don't care how much money you got. If you meet me, you're going to respect me. Not on no fear. I'm just the man. And when you come in my presence, you're going um, you're gonna to immediately submit your billions to me, your millions to me, whatever you got. Because I'm the man. And I'm going to know how to handle it. If not, that's a woman that's out of my league. And I need to let her go be with somebody that's from that life. It's just like a woman under your league. You need, you shouldn't date women under your league. I'm, you know, I'm a man like you. I, I don't like to play. I like <laughs> I don't like to play in the trash sometimes. <laughs> sometimes playing in the trash fun. That means cheap women, cheap hoes. 
We talking, I'm Anthony Murray. You shouldn't have asked me. Cheap hoes. Ain't that fun? But they below you. Them the ones lie on you, get you in trouble, set you up and get you killed. Them cheap ones. They under you. So somebody can be under you and above you. What I'm saying, bro, know your position and play it well. If you ain't big enough yet to be running with certain levels of women, leave them be because you're going to get hurt. And I'm going to say this to men like me. Some of us, see my mama, I'm a mama's boy. I love love. I had to admit it. So I ain't really this master player. I I, I, I mess around and just love. I can't help myself. I did it at 19 and I'm, I'm the same way now. I just, I'm the kind of man that's going to love her. So I can't, I can't play like you. See, that's fair, right? I don't have the game you got. She gonna play me. Cause I'm a like, I'm gonna care how she feels. So I gotta be, I gotta be careful how I play or how I date because I mess around and get hurt. And most men ain't strong enough to admit that. Have you ever been hurt, dog, by a woman? Be honest. Have you ever shared a tip for real? Oh, have you ever sat up and looked at the ceiling and said, how did I do this to myself? And you loved her. That's being a man. And, I, and I'm telling you, I'm a pastor. A lot of these women don't have no choice because how we treat them, even economically. They be like, I can do better by myself than to deal with this broke man. He don't have no money and he broke him versus being alone with a vibrator. Yeah, I just came in. Uh, my name is Gary. I just came in on, on the back ends and I just had a quick question. So I didn't know whether or not you you pretty much went over this, but did you do it to, um, go into like maybe the backgrounds or the upbringings of your uh significant others or your spouses or whatever the case may be because me, me personally I think that does have a lot to do with a lot of everything that you basically um a lot of the women that you choose in your life uh for the most part you know if, you know I always kind of look at you know the the parents of the of the woman <laughs> that you actually be with because that can kind of help you as far as you know uh choosing the right type of woman you know because like you said you definitely made some good points about you know, some women, you know, when they start making a lot of money, they're going to basically be headstrong. They're going to feel like they don't need a man or they feel like, you know, they're 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 this equal and this and that. But basically, you know, sometimes when you kind of look at the parents of the women, you know, sometimes that can kind of give you an idea of how that women, how, how women can be. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. Uh, and when you talk about economics, you think about this. Like I have a daughter and I'm telling her, look, you're going to meet a man. But when you meet one, except one that's that's a man that's like your daddy. That want to leave an inheritance, they want to take care of you, that's conscientious, that might be a little crazy and got issues, but he's gonna love you. You gotta have that kind of man so we can leave money and wealth to, to my grandchildren that he gonna produce, his grandchildren, his children and my grandchildren. Whoever this man's gonna be, gonna be a very blessed man. But I hope that she meet a guy at, at this level already and not us have to pull him up. You're right, bloodline matters. Environment matters, but that's not that's not a sum total. Some women have had some of the worst backgrounds, and because of that, they're better. Because of the problems and the way they were parented, they were better. But most of the times, nationality does matter. How you was raised, where you were raised does matter. And if you want to get deep, even the pecking order in which if she got siblings, which she came in, certain people, we all react different ways socially in the nuclear family based on where we sit in the in the family. I'm the middle child. So I'm a I'm more of a people pleaser. I'm in the middle. So I have to be and then and then say say my brother or my sister may be first. So they may be more disagreeable. So my sister had has to be socialized more. She the first. But then I had to be taught to quit setting myself up for people to rip me off and rob me. You see? So right. you got so in the pecking order, the way I came in, it's just the 
everybody treat the first baby different and the second and the different, th and then everybody treat the grandchildren different. The grandparents treat the children. You see where I'm going? It does yeah. matter. I don't want you to miss out on a good woman with these rules. Ooh. You got to spirit by the spirit. Claire. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't specifically saying that. The no, it's for everybody. This yeah. is for everybody. I'm not saying you're saying it. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to make sure I'm not saying it in, a, in one dimension because, right. but if I had to give you my advice, I would go on uh, their pathology, how, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. What kind of environment she was raised in? Did you have a mother and a father? And if you did, or a father figure, what did you, what was it? What examples did he set it? What did he teach you? Because you are going to be like that. What environment? Now I have to think about before I date a woman. What type of work you do? It's certain mindsets that go with jobs. Yeah. I ain't going to get into specifics, but if you work this kind of job, am I, I mean, you got to have this kind of mentality to work this job. And if it's in a hostile environment all day and you're flourishing in it, more than likely you're going to come home and be hostile. Fight me. Argue with me. If it's an abusive situation, on and on and on, then you'll find a woman that's been through it already, maybe, that's balanced. So age, proximity, all of that is a part of the sauce and the gumbo to relationships. I wrote it in my book. I said, happiness is like a moving target. You just got to know how to shoot. When I was married, I made myself happy because I got the joy of the Lord. How did I stay so long? I, le I learned it through, through, through help, therapy, and prayer. I, I, make, I know how to make myself happy. But that ain't good enough for a marriage. Right. I know how to be happy, me, but that ain't good enough for a partner. And so, again, I love that Mr. Murray wanted to stay on finances because the majority of people who get divorced, if you look at the statistics, is over money. Right, right. I'm a pastor. I, I'm the guy that the man come to. My wife cheated. I'm a killer. Okay. I be counting down. One, two, three. He loves her. Three days later, I'm sad. One, two. Another three days, pastor. I want my family. This is how I be in the back. Right. Bro, I want my wife. Because, you know, I'm a pastor that say, now you done did all this or not. Or not. I've had men, and I never tell because we, we in it together, that said, I'm going to keep my wife, man. And I said, that's good. She cheated, too. Did dirt. They got through it. And a lot of their marriages is better, but they kept that money in the house, too. That's what our grandma and granddad knew how to do. We ain't going to fight and tear this money up. That's what white folk know how to do. I got white members and friends. They know how to do it better than us. A good white man and a good white woman do like you see uh, based on them doing uh, some of these rich guys. They, here, go, here go five billion, however much. Get away. You mm -hmm. see other couples in the news. They ain't fighting and tearing each other. They ain't tearing the money up. They ain't tearing the business. It'd be black people. And, right. and yeah. others that do that dumb stuff. Mess all the money up over what? You see yeah. what I'm saying? Over what? I had a horrible divorce. People don't know about it. I ain't talking about it all the way yet because it's because I'm working on it. But it was horrible. Do you know how much money it costs? Well, it didn't have to be like that. It didn't have to be. I produced the damn money. Me. It didn't have to be like this. We didn't have to fight like this over some money. Money? cost me. It cost me more money and cost me more pain. At, now that I'm free, I it's priceless what I'd have paid not to feel that pain. But I'm glad I did to be this man now. But if I could go back, I'm not talking, arguing. I'll leave out of here with my drawers on. If you want them, I'll walk out butt naked. I'm the freaking man. Mm. I'm going in the jungle and I'm going to eat. But I was too ignorant and small-minded and hurt to realize it. I was being told the whole time, you don't have to be mad. You ain't got to act. You ain't got to be like this. And, it, and I lost money. But if we were smart, if we were smart black people, we would have kept that money and still left each other alone. Yeah. What money, whatever we make together, whatever being together produces, whatever having a partner gets you 
that you don't get being alone. We could have kept all of that if we was wise. But I'm going to teach others how to do it based on my experience. But it ain't for free. Right. Good insight. Good insight, my brother. Appreciate that. Thank you, brother. That's why I talk like that. Thank you for real, man. Mr. Murray, that's why I talk like that. I ain't for free. I, I had to pay with my life to get the experiences to come on here and teach, to come talk, just like you. Mm, man, yeah, because I know some brothers and sisters going to be listening. Man, I ain't never heard no pastor talk like that. That's the problem, man, because they they raised us up to sincerely be to be lying. And I had I just I started a series at my church coming out the closet. Do you know you authentic? You you're more authentic. You closer to God when you your authentic self. Did you know that? It's people in the street closer to God than folk in church because they in church shouting and looking like it. And the people in the street just saying, I need thee. Oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my savior. I come to thee. I'm a mess. I need your help right now in this bar, right now at the whole house, right now with heroin. I'm about to stick in my arm. Lord, I need you now. And then the church folk be faking, not at Oasis. I ain't allowing it, even of myself. I got to be who God called me to be. That's why I can say, if you don't like me, bro, I don't care. Mm, great insight. So before I let you go, man, I just, I just have one more financial question. For the brothers that are saying, listen, I want to establish generational wealth. I have high credit card bills. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. It sounds nice to buy some real estate. It sounds nice to be a business owner, but I don't have any money to do any of that. So what advice would you give to brothers that don't have, that are broke, that are, but they want to establish generational wealth? Give us some tips. I'm going to tell you, you ain't going to like it. Some of them ain't going to like it. You want to know what I did? What I'm, You know what I'm doing now? I got bags under my eyes. My sinuses hurt. I don't feel good. I'm aggravated. I ain't been to the beach. I, my skin needs the sun. Who cares about my problems? It's no days off. Work 24 hours then to be broke. You a man. You know what I'm doing? I'm grinding. I was up three this morning studying. Got up, did my work, went to church, came home, went online, sat down for two seconds, did some studying with my college professor about quantum physics, and then got a text while I was talking to my daughter, working, and we having a good time, trying to just be a dad. Then I get a text from my PR and say, you got 15 minutes to be online. I run in and put this on, try not to be in my draw, so I went on, got dressed, and when I get through doing this, I'm finna work on what I got to do Wednesday. And I don't deserve a vacation. I don't deserve no money. I don't deserve no peace until I hit my damn goal. I ain't stopping till I get it. Work 24 hours. You make excuses for yourself. Ain't nobody giving me nothing. Work for it, bro. I, this the tip. Work more. Tithe and give. If you want God to help you, be a giver and a tither. Some of y'all cursed. You know what a curse is? It's when God can't do for you what he want to do. Because you won't listen. You need to sow. You know, I got a homeless guy. I'm going to end up having him making 50K a year. Watch. The first thing I told him is the next time somebody give you a free sandwich, break a piece off and go give it to somebody else. And then the next time you beg for a dollar, ask for $3. Take a dollar and give it to some, Sow it into something and learn to give. That's the only way you're going to get out of poverty. And then work. Some of y'all work too hard. But here's a second. I'm going to give you this for free. I make them pay me for this. You work, uh, sometimes it ain't how many hours you work, it's how smart you work. You need a side hustle that can make you disposable income doing something you like. I still can cut hair. You see my beard? I, I, I trimmed it myself the other day. If you think for one minute I'm going to be hungry and can't take care of my family, if I got to go get them Andy's Masters and Wall Seniors, if I got to go get my shears, if I got to go get Seabreeze and neck strips and a chair, 
I'll spin you around in a chair and give you a fade you ain't never seen and take that money and I'll work until I pass out. Some of y'all dudes too soft. It ain't free out here. It ain't. I'm sorry. I ain't got no you can You can do this now, bro. You need to get yourself right with God, get in alignment with God, become a tither and a giver, and let your gift make room for you. And here's the biggest thing. If you want to be taught, follow me. If you're a man and you need, you need a leader that's going to push you to destiny, my name's Anthony Murray. I unlock people. Follow me online. Set me up in your notifications. I pray every other morning, most mornings, every morning. Every morning, three, four, five, six. I'm up putting God first. This ain't free. I'm in shape. If I take this freaking blaze off, I can be on here with no shirt on. I'll tear it up. Chest developing. I'm 46, working on a six-pack. You know what else I did this morning? Push-ups. You know what I did a minute ago? Where, where is it? I got a, I got a band I work on. I'm, I'm separating these biceps. If I had to fight one of y'all, if I got to defend myself, if I just, whatever I got to do, I'm going to be ready. What's your excuse? So I'm telling you, you want to know how to get money? You got to be a hustler, man. And ain't nobody giving you nothing for free. You got to be a, I'm a taker, man. What do you mean? The kingdom suffered violence and the violent take it. Taking it is saying, I'm not going to sit at this job I hate. I'm going to learn a new skill. I'm going to work this job and give it my best. And then when I'm going to get two hours of study. I'm going to say this last thing. Learn to use time wisely. I used to, I've, I've always been an insomniac. And it used to stress me out and make me mad because I couldn't sleep. And when the pandemic came, it took all these years. I had to learn to do this online. So now when I wake up about 3.30 every morning and can't sleep, I get excited now. Because let me tell you this, and I'm going to close with this for me. How do I get things out of eternity from where God is into the third dimension? How do I get it out the fourth dimension? Let me tell you how God bless us. From fourth dimension, from eternity into earthy realm, the earth, with inventions and ideas, dog. One idea. Like starting this radio show. I got my eyes on you now. Starting this radio show is gonna be wildfire. Do you know how many men need this? Do, do you how many, do you how many? Hey, listen, man. Do you know how many men just holding on? When I was going through my divorce, I wish I would have known about you. Do you know how bad I, I was just holding on, Murray? Do you know how bad I needed some information? I'd have sent you five grand. I'd have paid you. What do you need? I had the money, I didn't have the information. Bro, I swear. Just for the healing that's getting done on here. I would you could have asked for anything. I'd have sent it. You could have said, I need a microphone. I, I need a how much is your studio? I'm gonna pay for it. As long as you're gonna be on the line doing this. So I want to encourage you, my brother. You one of a kind and we need you. This ain't just no show. This is something, and I'm telling you as a man of God, this is something that we need to help us. And you need to be protected, you need to be supported. And listen, y'all, all y'all that follow him, you should give, pay money, and help him do what he's doing. Because it's you necessary, man. And I'm finna go. I'm telling you, you necessary. Thank you for this. Yeah, definitely. And for the brothers that want to contact you, how can they contact you on? You on Facebook, Instagram, email, website? How can brothers contact you or sisters contact you as well? You can contact me. I like it when people just follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Come to the church. Um, but I'm everywhere and I'm trying to push myself to be even more places. But my name is Anthony Murray. And if you put my name in Google, you put Pastor Anthony Murray at Oasis Church, that's how you can find me. What I want you to do if you're in Atlanta, come to the things that I'm doing that you think can help you. And then try to come to church at least once a month. And then secondly, online, DM me, 
Send me a message. I can't always respond, but I'm always looking at it. Send me a message. Let me know who you are. Let's connect. Maybe you got the next big thing that we need to invest in. I'm a man. If your idea better, I'll listen to you. If you got a better solution to get us up this hill, then I got thousands of men. We'll listen to you. Women too. We'll, we'll, we'll. What I'm trying to say is, if you want it, you got to find it. Come get it. Follow me, gentlemen. The Unlocker. Hashtag The Unlocker. That's how you find me. That's how it happens. Yes, definitely, sir. definitely, man. The last question for you. Did you enjoy your time on Black Men Sundays? I'm going to tell you something, man. When I talk to uh, Lynn, my amazing PR lady, I'm going to say, you know what? This time I had a blast. Normally, I don't like to talk longer than about 15 minutes because I have to do my stuff. I've been so excited. I can't shut up with you. So I'm telling you, it was meaningful. And I can feel the energy of the brothers is here and the ones that's going to come. I say thumbs up, man. You're a great host. I be wondering what you're thinking. You listen so well. I'm just like, well, you know, I that's that's what I do. I'm a journalist as well. So that's my first skill. So I just basically all the skill sets that I do professionally, I just put that on the podcast. So, you know, that's how we do it. But thanks for uh, Pastor Anthony Murray from Oasis Family Life Church in ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks for coming on Black Men Sundays. We definitely enjoyed you, enjoyed your insight, all the tips. Like I said, this brother's the author of Did God Tell You to Get Married? Go check that book out as well and check this brother out online. We're going to wrap this show up. And Pastor Anthony Murray, thanks for coming on Black Men Sundays. Enjoy your week, brother. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you and all of you. Thank y'all. It's a Black Man Sunday. Time to put all childish things away.